<laughs> said you took your time. Clearly. You didn't think to call me for you niggas. <laughs> Here I sit, trying not to cry. Ain't gonna do it. Asking myself why. What the hell? You do this to me. Oh, oh. Sing, Ash. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Since you're not around for me to tell you, baby, face to face. You never at home. Never. I'm writing you this letter. I'm texting. And this is what I have to say. Hey. All I really wanted was some of your time. Girl, that was a vibe. Just a little bit of your time. I don't ask so you, much. What did you do to me? What's up? You know, just uh, living my good life here. Welcome to 2020, guys. Welcome uh, to 2020. If you be so kind as this episode is to excuse a young man in my voice, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to avoid getting sick. It's trying to take over, guys, but I'm, I'm going to fight this thing here. But of course, I feel like they already <laughs> envision you with this cup of tea <laughs> and the blanket over your lap. Listen. With the elderly vibes. The, the push it only math, it only matches the energy <laughs> it only matches the energy but welcome to 2020 y'all nigga we made it we made it thank you lord what a blessing Ooh, happy you know, to be here i'm happy to be in the number as uh how the old people say it happy to be seen and not viewed oh happy to be seen and not viewed come okay. on somebody you came with one right? <laughs> you're welcome thank you yeah Thank you. I try. But a new decade, a new season. Yes, Lord. This is season two. We thank y'all for rocking with us. We needed to take a brief break. Just like we said in the last episode, we didn't want to um, exhaust you or ourselves. And or ourselves. that first season really taught us a lot in how to actually navigate this podcast. Things that we needed to learn and could do better. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, just the behind the scenes, whether or not it was, um, you know, recording, producing, Ashley being the producer over here. <laughs> uh, just different things and how we actually uh, roll off of one another too. So that was pretty exciting. That was, we did it. I wear many hats. You know, many hats. Many hats, guys. You know. But we did it. And we did. yeah, that was exciting. We survived. Ain't nobody did. You know, freak out. I didn't spaz on nobody. No, no. So no. God is still able to do it all if you let them, you know? <laughs> I hope, I really do hope y'all enjoyed um, the first season. And we hope to top that with this here season two. And like we said in that last episode, y'all, quit being shy and stingy. Send us some emails. Leave a comment. Talk back. Talk back. We're here to answer. But talk um, to me nice, though. Talk to me nice. (laughs) Talk to me nice. But yeah, so how have you been like since the last episode? That was uh, around December 17th or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Well rested. Slightly, because I kind of picked up a part-time in this situation, but God is able. Um, You know, well-rested, and I got to spend some time with my family. They are um, entertaining, to say the least. Good quality entertainment my family brings to my life. Um, Finally got to put up some clothes that have been lingering in my second bedroom for quite some time. Life. So that's always a blessing. So, always. You know, I did a little adulting in that two weeks <laughs> and I uh, feel pretty proud of me, you know, and uh, I'm here, man, ready to get this year rolling, ready to, ready to do some things that I sat on last year that I talked myself out of last year. So mm-hmm. ready to get some things shaking and baking, shaking and baking. I like it. I, um, you? you know, I kind of 
just use, I guess, the remainder of the year to plan, to reflect, to um, just kind of get ready for the new new decade. I feel like 2020, I know it's cliche because everybody's like, oh, 2020 vision. But really, like, I really feel like some major things um, are going to happen for a lot of different people Mm -hmm. Um, in 2020. I do feel like it is possibly a year of harvest for a lot of us who have, um, you know, planted seeds in the past. Me being in one of the number. Come on. Um, So I'm excited. I'm like really excited. I feel like we're in such a spiritual realm right now um, that a lot of different people feel it. I know we're in this whole self-care thing, but... I do feel like it's happening to a lot of different people. So hopefully you guys can relate. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. I'm not sounding crazy over here. But I see it, you know. So I'm excited for the new year. Well, welcome one, welcome all. Welcome all. Well, now <laughs> it's time to slide into, I think, almost everybody's favorite part, which is going to be Bishwick. Bishwick. And, uh, you know, here I am bringing in the new year and I got one. Give it to me, Ash. Now, as I told y'all, excuse the young man in my voice. You know, a little cold is trying to take over my body. Howsoever, <laughs> that is where my bitch what stems from. Okay. It is the cold and flu season, and I would like for all of you, grown individuals, your children, I would like for you to either cough into your armpit or cover your mouth. Don't just be out here coughing without covering your mouth. That's nasty. And don't cough into your hand, especially when you're in the public place or in the mall. You're going to cough in your hand, going to go touch the knob or touch some merchandise. Like, that is disgusting. And you'd be surprised. It's more women than it is men. Now, women, I need us to do better. Really? All of the 2020. Unfortunately, yes. I did. I worked in retail during the holidays and some of you helpers is nasty. Okay. <laughs> I would just like for you not again. Covering your mouth is, is a must, but could you not cough into your hand and then touch stuff? You know, just cough into your arm. You know, close it up there. Cough right there, guys. You know, I've had a couple of dry coughs today myself, and I did the proper thing. I didn't spread my germs. Each one, each one. You know, so you know, guys, do me a favor. Tell a neighbor. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker. Bitch, cover your mouth. Eat one, teach one. My God. That's why I'm over here sounding like young man. You know, it could be. So I'm trying to stay a little far. <laughs> young man. <laughs> Shoot. I'm trying to keep a distance, you know, because what I don't need right now in this moment. In no, this what season, I don't need is for you to be sick because the level know, of dramatics, my God. Actually, it's not dramatics, Ash. Like, first of all, don't be telling the people that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm a whole adult over here. Mad dramatic when you sick, bro. It's I'm an horrible. entire adult who who is who is a child when she is <laughs> sick. It's sad, but we get through it though. But yeah, I mean, I feel you, bitch. What? Like I've had moments where, say, I'm in the grocery store or something, and someone's child sneezes. I hate that. Now I really do not because like they'll wipe their whole nose with their whole arm. And, and it's just, like, so ugh. I think feel I feel like some people think, oh, they're just kids. No, they have germs too. Like, and don't send your baby. <laughs> daycare if you know your child is sick and y'all will y'all stop coming to work sick stop coming to work sick you That's know jesus That's if you don't word. have the hours then take that l sis because mm-hmm. i don't need it <laughs> i'm trying to save my little hours up i got things to do and places to go all right my god <laughs> so that's your bitch what i like it i like I'm it i'm tired you tired carry on go ahead yeah. okay auntie <laughs> my bitch what Because, obviously, I'm always on social media and viewing different things. Um, But I came across this post that 
it was irritating. So I'm trying to figure out what about it that irritates <laughs> me the most. <laughs> that irritates me the most. But um, it was a post that was shared by my cousin, and um, she didn't write this, but it was a caption of the of the post. And the guy said it was a picture, first of all, of uh, Jeezy and his girlfriend. Oh my God, I know what you're talking about. You know what about. I'm talking about? Yes. And so it, the person was like, proud of my boy. She is beautiful. But the person that actually um, shared the picture said, Black men are currently at a power struggle. Is this what you really, mm-hmm. is this what you seen? He said, Black men are you currently, see my face? <laughs> Black men are currently at a power struggle with Black women. Asian and Hispanic women are taught to give men the utmost respect. Black women are being conditioned to act like men. Therefore, they don't have the same level of respect, which causes black marriages and families to decline. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than what it appears. And I think what irritates me is it is deeper than what it appears. And you're speaking on like surface level BS. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really look at why these things, what is the root that happens to all of this, right? Like so... When I look at it, um, it's just like, first of all, black women are the most unwatered flowers on this earth. And everything, not everything, but a lot of things in the community to me goes back to slavery. So when you look at, you know, slavery and whether or not you believe in the Willie Lynch syndrome or not, um, black women aren't conditioned. But in slavery, Willie Lynch taught the slave masters to use black women as the number one source of economics. Um, he stated that when you take that black man and beat him half to death in front of her and then throw him back in the field, she will subconsciously fear his life and her kid's life. So then she raises her offsprings in reverse roles. Um, she'll raise her female offspring to be independent, mentally strong and negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, hence is where I feel like the whole black woman narrative, black strong black woman narrative comes along. And she'll raise her male offspring to be um, mentally weak, physically strong, um, independent. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I feel like that's where the entire um, mama's boy narrative comes to play, too. And so with that, it's always been like a reoccurring cycle of unfortunate circumstances in the community, right? But I feel like it all stemmed from that. So with doing so, if a black woman has always have to be independent, right. then she has no other choice. She's been having to play do these roles. And I, I speak on this specifically for African Americans because it's different, mm-hmm. you know, and with social media, people fail to realize like, yo, everybody didn't come from this. Everybody's 100% different. Everybody's 100% different. And so it's just like, yo, you're speaking on surface level things about black women when Black women have, in my opinion, are the most unwatered flowers on this earth. I know black men go through a lot of different things. Black people, in general, we go through everything, right? But we're still the ones that have to take everything that the black man also gives us. So when you're looking at that, like, I'm just like, you're talking about it's deeper than that. Yeah, son, it's really deeper than that. Like, really look into things that's going on. I just hate when they use that particular narrative to go, well, that's why black men dead outside of their race. No, it's not. That is the most ignorant thing you could say yeah. at the end of the day when you look back at it your mother is a black woman mm-hmm. your grandmother is a black woman so date who you want to date I, right. sh- I shared a post yesterday date who you want to date but leave black women leave black women alone, alone. Like, like and I can understand stop. that how they may speak on their you know their mom and their grandparents are black true enough um, but everybody's experience could also be different right because I dated this guy like way back and I, he had two sisters and he was saying once that um 
he only like it wasn't until he got older that he realized not all black women like screamed and yelled Mm -hmm. and because his mom always did that and then his sisters and so he just thought all black women were mean until you know he got to know them for himself or whatever until he grew up and was able to have his own mind um and so everybody's experience is different so i can see like if that's the reason why you date outside of your waist then cool if if because of your personal experience but don't generalize generalize black women as a whole because first of all we are the only ones who are going to have your back in any situation say it again you know, so when speaking on situations like that, um, you know, I would I would say definitely just start to dive a little deeper and see why these things are the way that they are. Right. And if it was one particular instance that, that made you think this way, maybe dig into that a little bit deeper. I'm, I'm more than positive mm-hmm. you will find out what, what the root cause of whatever the behavior was. Right. And it has nothing to do with her wanting to overpower you. Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. Yeah, like a lot of issues I feel like even with black men would still come from that Willie Lynch syndrome, right? Like if you are thrown back into the field and your wife is here and the white, you know, slave master is being negotiable to her, mm-hmm. then you come back home and she doesn't listen to you because there's nothing that you could really do for her, right? Like, I can understand how that could have made a black man feel or why should he be there? He right. can't do anything for her. He can't protect her or do anything else. I'm gonna leave. And so a lot of different things I feel like are generational trauma mm-hmm. that's been passed on and now, you know, people just really don't take the time to figure out why things are the way that they are. Like, maybe your dad wasn't with them or his right. grand. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely generational and trauma is in our DNA. Yeah. So, realize, like, don't just speak on something and generalize us because, sir, bitch what? Like, make an effort to look beyond the surface. Guys. You know? Because and it, then it's the one that's like... Be so kind of go a little deeper. <laughs> he was like, it's deeper than what y'all think it is, sir. Please elaborate, my nigga. If you could give me more. It is deeper. Of, all right, tell me more. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, girl, you know that that bothers me. I don't like that. That, that blood, I don't that like people talking about black my people like that. Yesterday when yeah. I saw that. Like, I, I agree. Sometimes I mean you can't speak on certain situations. Like I'm not gonna waste my energy um to go back and forth with someone who doesn't really see the full picture. But it's right. like, yo, it really is a lot deeper exactly. than what you're saying. Like you're speaking on some surface level stuff like but okay if you're in a power struggle then find out her love language and surrender and you know i don't know what what you need to do but good luck maybe your love language isn't her so hey everybody ain't for everybody bro that's what i got girl that bothered me Ooh, made my ass itch (laughs) all right guys that was a quality bitch what because i wanted to say other words but i'm sick of what we got um get you girl thank you're welcome um, so now guys, this is about that time. We gotta, gotta have a, a nice balance in life, guys. You ratchet gotta, and righteousness. Ratchet and righteousness. So you gotta be able to, you know, speak your mind about some things that may or may not impact you negatively, but also create an atmosphere for some positive things, mm-hmm. which brings us to Walla magic. magic. You know, if I were future, I'd say it like <laughs> that, but I'm not him. However, <laughs> uh, so for me this week... My wildlife magic goes to a gentleman from Anderson, South Carolina, Mr. Uh, Chadwick Johnson, who is the creator of Paul Water, which is pure alkaline water. Um, So he has basically started his own line of alkaline water. 
um, which is a big deal to be able to create something from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've already purchased the case. Water is delicious. It, it has no aftertaste. It does not. It's really and it's water, hard. yeah. You know, all alkaline water don't taste the same, and it isn't all delicious. Right. Um, but it is good quality water, so I definitely want to take a little time to shed some light on him. Um, I know he has a few more things coming down the pipeline pro- when it comes to his water and possibly other projects. Um, so I think it's a good a good image for little black boys from mm-hmm. our area to see somebody do something like that from the ground up and right. to really be pushing it, you know, himself. Like, he's making his own deliveries. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing a lot on, on his social media, which I think is a great thing for little black boys to be Absolutely. able to see that. I think that, yeah, that's right. It's like that representation mm-hmm. really matters, It's so right? important. And it's also dope that, He's creating, you know, like you say, he's delivering his packages. Mm-hmm. So they're getting to know that person. Right. Right. Which is going to make you even more comfortable and make you want to support that brand more because you know who he is as a person. Right. And I think that's super dope. So, yeah. I mean, oh, my God. Can you imagine like a little eight year old boy seeing him deliver this water, but then also going into Walmart and also seeing the water there? Like, oh, right. I know this person. Like, I really know this person. And that. I can see myself. He looks like me. Or if that inspires him to do something, whether it be water or a different kind of athletic beverage, something like that. Mm -hmm. So the representation definitely matters. Um, I've seen a a lot of um, support for him on on my personal social media. I know I've, like I said, I've done my part. I've made my purchase, you know. Um, So I've contributed. I will be making another purchase. I'm running a little low. I'll be hitting you up, Chad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely, I think he deserves deserves a little light there, a little magic moment, well, little black boy, Mister H two O himself, Mister H two O, come through, <laughs> black boy joy. I love it. Like, but that's true. Representation matters. It does. Kind of, you know, segues into my wildlife magic. Also, when speaking on representation, I want to shout out um, Daphne Glenn. Hey girl. Hey girl. She's doing some super dope things. Daphne is an author of children's books. Um, She's created a dialogue within the community just, you know, for brown children about self-worth and self-love. She created uh, her book, Brown Boy, which was published in 2017. And then the following year, um, she actually introduced to us Brown Girl. So I think it's pretty dope. Since then, she's been able, you know, to be a bestseller on Amazon, talk about representation, She's traveling all over the country. Yes. Um, she went to Essence Fest. Um, she's sharing her books with people. She's sharing her stories. She's teaching others how to actually publish and write. And I think it's super dope because all it takes is for somebody to see someone else doing yep. it. Right? Like, we, we need to see ourselves in it. And, um, you know, I think it's dope because in no matter what it is, what area we're in, what genre or niche that we have, representation matters. That's very much so So important. them bringing a positive light to certain things that they're doing, I feel like it's dope. Like, for what, like I said, I just shout out to social media because they social media has been able to do more for black people than everything else. it really it's been a it's a blessing it's and a, a curse. blessing and a curse it is you know? but it's like we're able to take control of our narratives yes. ourselves right like even with you know me creating natural hair loves that was one of the things to show representation right society puts us in this little box you know if it's black women we're mean angry and bitter um, black men are automatically like thugs and you know drug dealers or whatever and we're so much more they're so fine ain't they fine Whew. 
the melanin. I love a black uh, man. I love a dark-skinned black man. Young man. <laughs> Young man. <laughs> so, shout out to y'all. I mean, Chadwick and Daphne. Y'all are doing some super dope things. And I encourage all of our listeners to go and check them out on social media. Um, Daphne Glenn. She's there. Yes, and I will share chat with information in the description box, guys. Um, if you're in the Anderson area, Greenville, Spartanburg, upstate, <laughs> hit a play up, get some water. If you're not, uh, hit them up anyway and discuss some shipping options, guys. Let's get out here and get some water. Let's get healthy, stay hydrated, because what you do need to know is that your black will crack. <laughs> If you don't drink that water. All right. You got to moisturize and drink your water. Oh, my God. So true. So true. (laughs) On that note, guys, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, we're back. We're back. So, this week, we thought it'd be a good idea since we're walking into a new decade. Maybe to discuss the previous one from a millennial's perspective. Um, so we're going to kind of discuss how millennials are the ish, um, you know, the millennial experience from our eyes, we'll say, we'll definitely open up the floor to you guys to share your thoughts, um, give us some feedback, but what you got, Key, what you got? Well, for me, um, like we really are the ish, but indeed, I mean, if you kind of just look at it in all aspects, we are, I mean, we're just different. (laughs) I think we're a lot different than any generation. Um, we have seen, we, we have, we've seen everything. So whether or not, you know, it was cassette tapes to the CD players to digital air, like everything. We were there in the past, for the past things we played outside. (laughs) Barely, barely guys. I ain't do your bugs. So sorry. (laughs) So sorry. So sorry. (laughs) But, um, I mean, we've just been able to grow. Yeah. We've grown with the with the um last decade for sure. Yeah. Um but hey the thirty fives in, in what is it? About twenty four to thirty five or something like I that. It's like twenty two to thirty five somewhere in there. Whatever. The millennials, you know, we're thirty right now, so we're here. I just know we're in the middle of it. And I think we're so much different, but we have every reason to be. Um, and I think a lot of times we, I mean, we just seem entitled. <laughs> but it's a lot of different things that can kind of come with that, right? Like, um, we just deserve. We deserve and we deserve our things and we want our things. Mm-hmm. I think we we were brought up in a time frame where we realized what the possibilities were. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, once you show me you can't unshow me. Right. So I want all of the things. And we have different perspectives of things because we've seen them, right? Like, yeah. for example, um, if we're talking to someone from a, a different era, say, okay, for instance, if um, you're trying to pitch something mm-hmm. um, to someone in a different generation, they may not see the possibilities um, of it because they're used to groundwork when you have social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the possibilities that of things that you can do because of social media with business and life, relationships, anything is completely different. But then also, um, we know the difference between like Generation Z as well, where they were born with technology in their hands and they don't know how to do anything without social media or, you know, iPhones or anything else. So I, us being in the middle, I think definitely gives us di- different perspectives <laughs> in life. Um, so, yeah, it's I mean, in a lot of different ways. How do you think we're different, though? I feel like we're different. It's a kind of it's it's a pro. It's the pros and cons. It's one of those things where we 
in general, we already live in a microwave society mm-hmm. where we want things to be instant. We the don't, instant gratification. You know, we don't want to work out the full term for something to get it because there have been so many, you know, quick, get rich quick schemes mm-hmm. and do, you know, how to lose 10 pounds in three days. You know, <laughs> like we, we're just in that, in that society where that's the, that's the culture, that, that's, that's the, the temperature of it. So I think that, you know, definitely will be one of the, one of the cons. Um, but as far as one of the pros to it, I think it, we have a different kind of hunger for things. Mm -hmm. We're, we're in this, in this space where it's a lot of movers and shakers Mm -hmm. that are millennials. For sure. We've seen our parents struggle. We've seen them struggle because they were also trying to outdo a struggle from their parents. Right. So we've seen it from t- for t- two generations already and refuse to have to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think we have just have a different hunger about ourselves yeah. to where it's, it's about any means necessary right. at this point. So it's not necessarily like trying to outdo a struggle. I think we just know different ways to do it. No. Um, for me, it's, it's outdoing the struggle. Mm. For me. To understand that. Um, for me, I would definitely say you just know different ways to go by, to go by doing it, especially when you're talking about, it's a lot of movers and shakers. A lot of that is black women and black people, right? Right. Like this is a time where we are taking control of our narratives Mm -hmm. also and, and showing like who we are and things that we can do or how you can do this. I mean, we've been the trendsetters for everything since, since, you know, since we've gotten here. Um, and we have ways to where we push the culture forward, even if we're just breathing. Right. But we are now able to take control of that narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that, um, is, is done with millennials. Yeah. It's definitely done with millennials. Black women. Leading the pack. Leading the black woman. You know, you're what welcome. is, think you're welcome. The originators. <laughs> <laughs> Often duplicated. And I also think it was how we were raised, like you said, too. Like Often imitated. Excuse me, we never duplicated. Often imitated, sis. Often imitated. <laughs> <laughs> like, whew, a lot that can be said with that. But, yeah, like, even just um, as black women and black people, how we were also raised, like, from that previous generation. Um, like you said, maybe outdoing struggles, but also the people we were raised by. Like, those people are also different now as well. Right. Um, when you're looking at that, say, for instance, being from the South, right? Like, when we were younger, a lot of our generation had grandparents that were, pre- like, heavily present yes. in our lives. And um, so, <laughs> we have a lot of different elderly ways, right? Y'all hear me every episode. <laughs> I am my grandmother, honey. My grandmother and my grandfather. Today is this one-year anniversary of being in heaven, honey. Like... Mm-hmm. I am my grandparents. For sure. I'm not, I promise y'all, for people who don't, who haven't known me all of my life, this is who I am. I act this way. <laughs> she acts this way. <laughs> and I act this way. Like, and I am literally, I can say that, like, you are your ancestors. Right. Every, in every sense. And when people realize that, you'll stop fighting a lot of things about yourself, I feel like. And you'll learn a lot of different mm-hmm. things about yourself, too. Like, um... I mean, but then it also takes people to tell you. Like, you'll tell me, like, Key, you just a busybody. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what I've always seen. I've, I've, I've uh, watched you walk from my living room to my kitchen three times <laughs> to pick up nothing. <laughs> like, y'all, I just had to be out on the move, okay? We've already talked about this creative brain. And I'm sitting down under a blanket, child. Like, where, where are you going? Where are you going? With your tea and your lap. I'm telling you, Ash, you give me Jennifer Lewis vibes. <laughs> 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 
She's she's mother. Mother. What do you mean saying ruffle? She already said like a man. I just I love I love Auntie Jen though. So it makes sense. You know, that's my favorite actress. You know, I can get you know, I mean like as far as like having a heavy, you know, influence from our presence and influence from my grandparents, I know that it's definitely morally in when it comes to loyalty, I've Mm -hmm. gotten a lot of that from my grandmother. My grandmother was very much so a you know, you might have torn my nerves all the way down. But clearly you need something from me that I am fully capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for you, but we got to come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten a lot of that from her. Um, you know, a good stern face while I'm helping you to let you know, don't try this ish again. You definitely keep a stern face. I need you to know. Uh-huh. I mean it when I say it. <laughs> You know, and her loyalty was unmatched. Like, I feel like everybody in my family, you know, relied or called on my grandma. You know, so I feel like there are a lot of, a lot of her attributes are in me. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as some of my mom's as well. But definitely, I've had a heavy, heavy presence of my grandparents. My, my grandfather, to me, you know, most girls, their dad is their first love. Mm-hmm. My granddaddy was my first love. Right, right. So, I've seen him from a young age opening doors. Dang near fighting you if you're trying to pay for his meal, honey. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've seen that type of representation, and I know it's shaped me as an individual. And I feel like for a lot of millennials, they were, you know, definitely in a time frame where they still had their grandparents at an age where yep. they were still able to be active and to instill things and to show them different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another layer of why we the ish. Because we have diff- we we can pull from different ages Mm -hmm. and not just kind of just be stuck in what we know and what's the current we can go back real quick and adjust real quick yeah i get that and you are your grandparents i am and as you know like i said i've done a lot of reflecting and i spent a lot of time heavily with my grandparents also um since my grandfather has passed i'm like yo like oh my god we were so much alike Mm -hmm. right like i know just on a lot of little things, right? But for one, I'm like, okay, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. I was with him when he ran business. Um, I was his cash register girl for years. Like, we just spent a lot of time my entire life with one another. And I realized I've created a space for people mm-hmm. the same as he did. So, he always, he always had, like, two restaurants, one in Anderson and then um, Interville. And I'm like, yo, he created a space for people to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always allowed me and my cousins and my family to be who we are. I think that's why I don't know how to be anything else. Like I genuinely have been able to be this here like forever. Mm-hmm. And so I've realized like, okay, certain things that you do and say, and like you said, we have these attributes from them and mm-hmm. not even just from them. Like we have heavy influence from our ancestors that really, you know, affect who we are or yes. persuade the people that we are. And that's amazing. Like that is a really amazing thing if you sit down and really look at those things and like you said it does make us different because at the same time there's a lot of people that didn't get that experience right and even now so so now if their parents their parents aren't really taking on the same role as grandparents did in the 90s right and they feel some type of way about it but it's like that's just not who they are that's not that's not their space you know, so we're different in that way. And then we're also different because, like we've talked about many a times, we move. We, we're not around family or whatever anymore. But we have those different traits right. that we're able to hold on to, you said, like, and go back real quick 
if necessary. <laughs> so I, 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 I love millennials. Yeah, like if you really look at like any of your friends, some all of y'all are some somebody auntie. All right, listen, it ain't just us. It's not. <laughs> It's y'all, not just us. first of all, I ain't old. I'm seasoned. You get it right, honey. Okay, I am a bottle of lawrence. I'm neither one. <laughs> I, I am fine. I welcome one. some seasons. Either one, but I bet you my black ain't cracking. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's dope. Like I think millennials, we're just the S H I T. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I think it's only going to push forward. So, like, y'all, I'm really excited for the new year. I hope y'all are excited. I want to know, like, what are certain things that y'all did? What are certain things you did, actually, to prepare yourself for the new year? Like, what are some plans that you have? What is something that 2019 taught you, first of all? Tell me that. Because 2019 about took me out a couple times. You know, 2019 taught me not to hold on to something so tight. Mm. Um, some things don't fit your grip, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are meant to just be experienced. You got to know when to walk away from things. You got whether it be family, whether it be a a boyfriend or girlfriend for some of you guys. Um, whether it be a job, whether it be the way you're eating, the way you are or aren't working out at all. So for me, it was just a lot of. You got to let certain stuff go. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't, it ain't just, it's not just about carrying it into 2020. You physically and mentally and emotionally do not have the capacity to carry it at all. Mm-hmm. So I think just self-awareness and knowing that, you know what, I can't carry that. Right. That was the biggest thing for me in 2019. That's a big thing. You, you know, a little therapy. A little therapy. <laughs> I can feel it. 2019 though was an array. It was a roller coaster. Of emotions. <laughs> but you know what T.D. Jake said? I listened to one of his sermons today. I think it was the one he did yesterday. But he was saying that every year is going to have the same kind of roller coaster. It's all about how you manage them. Mm-hmm. Your, response, your response to it is going to be everything. It's always going to be something that caught you off guard or that tries to change your mood or is un- you know, unexpected or just a bunch of bull. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just about how you manage it and how you give, if you choose to give it life. I'll have to check that out. I, I've never really, like, listened to TG, TD. I don't know if y'all have either, like... I know Ash and I say, like, little old jokes <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, ain't he able and certain things. But I'm really not heavily into the church anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely will say that I'm super spiritual for sure. Well, you, um, went to, you went to sin with me last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That... That was really good. That was good. I don't think I... Well, I haven't listened to them since or yeah. before, but that was really good. I forgot about that because um, I, I actually took something away from that message. I don't yeah. know what it was, but I just remember talking about it for a few days. It was for his book. Um, it was for his book, but I forgot like the message that I took away from it. But gotcha. other than that, like I don't have a problem going to church or listening to pastors or whatever, but that's just not where I am in mm-hmm. my journey. So I know some of y'all out there probably feel me. So, uh, yeah, guys. Um <laughs> That's that's about that with that. But 2019 for me, um, again, was just an array of different things. It caught me off guard in a lot of different areas. Um, but I guess, you know, with saying that, I feel like it just taught me more of um, being consistent and faithful to something, um, even in the midst of whatever it is that's going on on the outside. Um, just being able to keep your eyes on whatever your prize is and mm-hmm. push forward through those things. 
Um, hence, we'll get you to wherever, right? Like, because if you fall seven times, you got to get up eight. Correct. Um, so, I, to, 2019 taught me that, just to keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, just to keep going. Glad it's over with, because I am exhausted. My God. Ugh. It exhausted me. I need all the naps. All, all the naps. What is something you can't go without at 30? Naps. <laughs> naps. So, yeah. So, what do you have planned, like, for the new year, though? Did you... I know a lot of people do vision boards mm-hmm. and... Whatever. How do how do you prepare yourself in in this phase? One thing I did was I kind of tried to declutter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot. Yes, you saw the things that were in the second bedroom. Um, so I definitely took care of some things that just been kind of lingering. Put those in in their rightful places. Uh, we saged on New Year's Eve. Um, I tried to just keep myself in a positive space to think happy thoughts. Um, I I want to say I was listening to Oprah Super Soul Sunday and she had Joel mm. Osteen on and he said that your brain will try to catch up to whatever whatever comes after I am. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to get out of the habit of I'm tired because my brain is going to try to catch right. up with, with me being tired. So I think for me it, for 2020 it's just speaking my intentions not just writing them down but speaking them standing on them and walking mm-hmm. and walking into them. Um, definitely doing some some things that I push to the side, whether it had been fear or excuses or whatever the case may have been, definitely to, to push out some things that I want to do for myself that I've had some thoughts about for a while that I probably bug you about a couple times, but, you know, that's what your friends are for. Um, <laughs> definitely to see this podcast um, flourish, to do great things, because it, it's, it means something to us. Because um, we take time out every week uh, to do this, and we want y'all to talk back because we talk. We've actually taken time out for like a year already we to do this. Um, it's I mean it's all about intention. So this yeah. is good that you said that. Like, yo, I'm really proud of you. That's something great because I mean I've been doing it for a while, but that your words have power, right? Like no matter what it is that you that you practice, whatever religion or spirituality, like some people say your your tongue is a powerful thing. Some people say vibes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Some people say whatever. But what one thing I know that there is power in the pen and power in the tongue. So saying those things and affirming those things, um, whether or not it's like I am brave or mm-hmm. whatever, like, you know, you have to speak life into yourselves mm-hmm. and into your body. So like I I do things like that, but I also I'll say things like money flows to me easily because mm-hmm. it does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that is that's that energy you're putting out there. Whatever people have to realize, or you guys, you know, if you haven't, um, with that intention, when you set yourself to do it, it's already done. Like, the Mm -hmm. intention that you have when you're doing certain things have already come back to you. You've already put that out into the universe. So, saying whatever it is, like, believing in yourself fully mm-hmm. is already even done. if like, it's tricking yourself like if you know you're exhausted start saying oh girl i'm gonna get this second win yeah you can't and i'm gonna get moving right i remember something i'm proud i think i was telling my grandma this like years back um for like a few years um she went to the hospital like every december and she was like oh i get sick every december and i'm like yo you didn't already said it <laughs> Like, you already even put it out there. And that's true because if you think about it, right, like, if you wake up late for work, 
Mm-hmm. And you're rushing. You I takes my time when I'm late. <laughs> well, thank God. You're welcome. <laughs> but if you are rushing, you've put that out, yeah. right? You've put that energy out. And what happens? You get stopped by every red light, every stop sign, somebody mm-hmm. cutting you off. Like anything, the universe at this point <laughs> has said you're going to be late. Not I. I text my manager, hey, bro. Yeah, so you have to be super careful for the things that you say towards yourself and anybody else because mm-hmm. those things are super real. So and then too, shout out like, to you, Ash. Even if like if you think about think about when me and you on the telephone, if there are days when me and you both will go back and forth, girl, I am tired. So like even in those small moments, one of us gotta be like, nah girl, we good. We, we, we second energy's coming, second wind's coming. And we don't get this thing. Moving I got my shape. vitamins, honey. Give me some little chlorophyll water and stuff. Oh, girl. my God. I'm about to be in here. Let me get you some paw water. <laughs> I'm going to get some of that. All right? Alkaline, alkalized body. Do that. So, yeah, that's dope. Um, for New Year's, I definitely did that. I always on, like, the first of the year, for maybe, like, the past four or five years, um, I write down ten goals or however many that you have. Um, what I've noticed from doing that, especially the past few years is I would say by mid year, like half of those are already done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I didn't even realize, you know what I'm saying? I mean, especially if it's something super tangible, right? Like right. any goal, whether or not it's big or small is a goal. It's a goal. Still push yourself. But when you see it, it makes it more tangible. Mm-hmm. It makes it more real. Um, so yeah, that that's something that I do. I mean, I wasn't like, Oh, let me get a vision board. I would like to do a vision board thing. I've never done one really. Um, but I do constantly speak life into things that I'm doing or to mm-hmm. myself. I kind of just, cause I believe that shit. I, I believe it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Like I, be, I believe it. So that's, that's what I do. I kind of took a moment and I know it could probably be hard for some people if like me and Ash, you know, we got spaces to ourselves guys. Ooh. We don't have a house full of kids running around or anything, but even if you do, you still need to find that time for you. That's what we were talking yeah. about in the last season is taking those moments for self-care. And that is self-care. If you need to sit by yourself for a little while and think about, you know what, let me, well, this is something I'm going to do. Or right. you know, as simple as I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier or in if, the morning if or you whatever. you don't want to answer your phone when somebody calls, watch it ring, girl. I do. I do too. <laughs> Real quick. I look at it the whole time. <laughs> I don't even try to sound. I just watch it. I can't be bothered. Listen, Not I'm, today. I'm busy. I'm I am busy. So, yeah, that's that's what I did. And the year so far has been good. I, like I said, I'm super excited, man. I don't I don't know about y'all. I hope y'all are. Yeah. Y'all got to let us know. Somebody share something. Share, share something. We just looking and waiting. <laughs> I have a few people that are like, oh, I got a bitch wet. I got a bitch wet. Girl, send it. Like, let me know. Listen, guys. Always, let us know we ain't the only ones tripping. Contrary to what y'all think, guys, I don't have that many bitch wets, okay? We don't. You know? so I'm not free. that bothered. <laughs> I'm not. There is something. Nah, for whatever reason, my manager just makes my whole ass itch. But that's they another do. story. You know? you know? But, guys, I know somebody. We're some gonna of y'all got entrepreneurship into your life. Some of y'all Ash. got kids that got these toys for Christmas. Ooh. Played with them that day. Only ain't touched it since. Mm-hmm. I know you, man. I know you, Tom. You can tell us, girl. <laughs> We understand. <laughs> my nephew got a whole Nintendo Switch. Oh he wanted to play, play with his grandmother's uh, tablet. He didn't care about that thing. That's funny. These kids are rude. Okay? These kids. These <laughs> children. Yeah, y'all. So that, that's where we've been. I've been excited to come back, though. Like, yeah. We made it a routine. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of y'all for, for rocking with us. Make sure you're sharing us and yes. letting people know. And, and leave a review. 
review. Leave a review. Rate we us. read them. We definitely read them. So we it, appreciate you, it, gals, mm-hmm. who have uh, listed one for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, y'all, it was really surprised within those two and a half months um we have some global listeners like consistently mm-hmm. um we got over i think 1300 listening listens um within those two and a half months so i'm just super excited to see this grow um because we have definitely started with visions right we yeah. started this thing and we're, we're gonna work them out and it's gonna take y'all to help us so help us <laughs> do that. well you know stick with us well guys we are back for the 2020. For the 2020. We want you guys to buckle up. It's going to be a good ride. Again, talk to us. We talk back. You know, this is what we do all day, every day. All day, every day, guys. But again, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a co-worker, tell a cousin, and them. Okay? And we will be back next week. Well, Bye. Thank you for being a friend. You're a confidant.